0: We are a nation that is hostile to liberty, and freedom, and faith. We are a nation whose economy is floundering, whose stores are not stocked, whose deliveries are not coming, and whose educational system is ranked at the bottom of every list. We are a nation that, in many ways, has become a joke. But soon, we will have greatness again. It was hardworking patriots like you who built this country and it is hardworking patriots like you who are going to save our country. There is no mountain we cannot climb. There is no summit we cannot reach. There is no challenge we cannot beat. There is no victory we cannot have. We will not bend. We will not break. We will not yield ever, ever, ever. We will never give in. We will never give up. And we will never, ever back down. We will never let you down as long as we are confident and you know the tyrants we are fighting do not stand even a little chance because we are americans and americans kneel to god and god alone and it is time to start talking about greatness for our country again My fellow Americans. Good morning. Four years ago, we launched a great national effort to rebuild our country, to renew its spirit, and to restore the allegiance of this government to its citizens. Happy Labor Day. We embarked on a mission to make America great again for all Americans. As I conclude my term as the 45th President of the United States... I stand before you truly proud of what we have achieved together. We did what we came here to do, and so much more. This week, we inaugurate a new administration and pray for its success in keeping America safe and prosperous. We extend our best wishes, and we also want them to have luck, a very important word. You are amazing people. This is a great, great country. It is my greatest honor and privilege to have been your president. So just a goodbye. We love you. We will be back in some form.
1: Uh Uh-oh, they don't like that.
0: In order to make America great and glorious again, I am tonight announcing my candidacy for President of the United States. This is the final battle. With you at my side, we will demolish the deep state. We will expel the warmongers from our government. We will drive out the globalists. We will cast out the communists, Marxists and fascists. We will throw off the sick political class that hates our country. We will rout the fake news media and we will liberate America from these villains once and for all.
1: Another great video. Member of the Dilly Meme Team, Magical Trevor. Great stuff. Good morning. He's at MAGA Meme Wizard on Twitter. You should be following him. You should be following the entire Dilly Meme Team. As a matter of fact, Jason Miller, senior Trump advisor, put out a tweet this weekend that triggered a lot of people uh, endorsing uh, everyone to follow the members of the Dilly Meme Team. The DeSantis people completely melted down over it that meltdowns everywhere. You know what's wild is like, I think at this point, and it's so bad to say, the DeSantards have literally outdone progressive liberals when it comes to crying and bitching about Donald Trump. I don't think I'm exaggerating. I don't think I'm stretching it. I don't think I'm pushing the, uh, the uh, envelope on it. I think it's true. And for the lack of better words, the Ron DeSantis camp has shown themselves as a boatload full of cunts. There's no other way to describe it. And it's really, really, like, it's, like, devastating to see. That all of these people who were once Trump supporters, who were once, I mean, they were, th- these people grifted off Donald Trump's name, it, We're able to get large followings because of Trump's name. And now it's just, I mean, they're attacking Donald Trump and Trump supporters in most cases now worse than liberals are. It, it's <clears throat> it's insanity anyway good morning it's labor day bit of a slow news weekend and I, you know i at first i wasn't going to do a show today because it's labor day and i, I imagine it's going to be light in the chat because people are off from work are probably sleeping in and i see those that are here band moms here laura Ann's here laura Ann, new moderator along with ap unfiltered haven't seen him in the chat but again it's labor day so uh he was posting himself uh AP unfiltered smoking Patriot cigars on his Twitter over the weekend. I saw that. I reshared it. But um yeah. I kinda who else is in the chat? Bam Mom Laura Ann. I thought I saw someone else, but I, there's a bunch of people watching. The chats are open. Good morning. Good morning. It's Monday, another MAGA week. I don't think there will be a show tomorrow morning, only for the simple fact is my daughter had asked if I could drive her to her first day of middle school. So that's going to be right smack when I would start the show. And I said, of course I will, because she wants to take the bus the rest of the days. But I'll, uh, I'll find out more about that later. Um, uh, Laura Ann, he's a AP unfiltered on Twitter. I will never call it X. You're never going to get me to call it X. It will always be Twitter to me. So, again, it was a slow news day, and I, yesterday morning on a Sunday, put out a couple tweets that have triggered the entire uh, DeSantis influencer industrial complex on Twitter. I mean, we're talking meltdowns, and we're talking small sock accounts, anonymous accounts that are nobodies to the larger, well-known... Twitter, uh, DeSantis Twitter accounts like John Cardildo and Bill Bitchel and, you know, Max Nardo, whatever the hell he goes by, you know, Brian Griffin, Don, uh, DeSantis' press secretary. He likes to call himself oh, the Max Nardo, the muscular Jew. Same guy. It's been proven. They all went crazy. And, you know, the tweets now, I, you know, I had it up before. Hold on. I got to bring it up. That's. Today's gonna to be a bit of a rant about things in and around January 6th. Things I've been thinking about, things I've been seeing, the flip of, again, these DeSantis people who are attacking Trump over January 6th. And what really started it was, the other uh, the other day, this moron, John Cardillo, Cardillo as we like to call him, raging alcoholic, disgraced NYPD police officer, scammed people out of money as hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars in judgments against him for the business scams and everything else. The guy's just a piece of garbage. Living down in Florida, considers himself this big political icon, and he's not. He's just a big bag of shit is what he is. He... When the story came out about that 22-year-old out of Utah that committed suicide because he was arrested two weeks ago for four misdemeanors in reference to January 6th, it was. Let's see if I have it here. I do. We'll pull that up first, just to get a little. I spoke about it on um on Friday night, and here. This is uh Jordy Meacham. He's twenty two years old. It's a peaceful January sixth. There, he did go inside the Capitol. He actually was inside the Capitol. I think a minute before Ashley Babbitt who was murdered. Unarmed. He was charged with four... He was 19 years old when he went into the Capitol. Went into the Capitol. He was 19. Now he's 22. Well, he was 22, unfortunately. And he was arrested... Not too long ago. A little more now than two weeks. Charged with four misdemeanors. Obviously, there were... Some reasons that he, he just couldn't fathom the treatment he would get and what he saw over the past two years that January Sixers were going through. Whatever it may be, I can only assume that. That he took his own life. History buff, loved to cook. I think he was one of 10 siblings, worked on the ranch in uh, in Utah. And, you know, unfortunately... He had no outlet. He wasn't even charged with felonies. He was charged with misdemeanors, but I'm sure being that apparently the smart kid he was, he saw what those misdemeanors could have turned into, and he saw what it did to lives of people and probably felt some sort of unfortunate shame and responsibility that now he would be putting his family through that. and. You know, he, he took the unfortunate way and the stress from what the government is doing to people and is still doing to people today and what they're going to continue to do to people, he took his own life. And it's really, really disgusting. And this very unfortunate and tragic event, and more events are going to happen like this, unfortunately, people. I think he's one of four January Sixers that took their own lives. And, you know, we have the great and amazing Jerry Perna, who's involved in the Patriot Freedom Project and her son Matthew Perna took his own life, not a violent uh not charged with any violent crimes, no criminal record, as well as this kid was convicted, had a sentence, and then they hit him with the sentence enhancement a terrorism enhancement and Matthew Perna took his own life, was ridiculed in the local media. People shunned him because people, people are assholes. And um, when I say that it's mostly headline readers, you know, we all know them and we've all been guilty of it, of just being a headline reader and not really looking into the story and reading behind the headlines And it's probably the most important thing you can do is read behind the headlines and then read behind the story because there's a headline, there's a story. Most of the time, there's more to that story that's printed anyway or being reported on 95% of the time, I'd imagine. But this situation then led to, again, more politicizing the January 6th events against Donald Trump from... These sick, disgusting, grifting, Desantis influencers. It is unforgivable, and this is what I'm getting into today. I've I've spoken to people on the phone over the weekend. I've I've i vented. I've ranted. Cynthia Hughes from the Patriot Freedom Project. I was on the phone with her yesterday, and 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 just I was I was going off. You know, I, I was. A few other people because I'm I'm tired of. You know, everybody is a is a. Uh, an armchair quarterback, everybody, all right? In this situation, a lot of situations, people don't realize that there are details out there, that there's information out there that maybe is not out there to the public. But when you're hearing it from people that have firsthand knowledge and you're still saying, no, 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 but Newsweek, no, 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 but Politico, no, 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 but The Guardian, you're a wet brain. Like, you are an asshole. So, I, oh, let me find it. Here we go. Okay. John Cardildo put out this tweet on September 2nd in the afternoon. He was probably half in the bag because he's typically drunk by 11 a.m. and I mean, sometimes earlier. And he puts out a tweet and he says, Trump could have pardoned nonviolent January 6th defendants. They went to D.C. for him and him alone. Instead, he let them rot in the D.C. gulag. Now one has committed suicide. I don't think John Cardillo dildo has made any comments of any other January 6th defendant that has committed suicide in any way, shape, or form. But he did this, it was sent to me by a few people. And I even think before it was sent to me, I already had this out. Yeah, so this was the very next day at 7.56 a.m. I put this tweet out. Fact. Governor Ron DeSantis, and I tagged him, is an enemy to every January 6er and January 6 family. He has done zero to assist any January 6er from Florida where a majority of them are from. fact, John Cardillo, or Cardildo as I like to call him, is a low-life, grifting, scamming, know-nothing, alcoholic scumbag. All factual and true. This tweet went on to... Oh, was it got? I don't know. Almost twenty seven thousand views now, and I'm heavily shadow banned now. By the way, all of my analytics are down like over sixty percent. But he saw it, and all these other these other people saw it, and they immediately went on the attack. And it was great, you know, the whole ratio thing. I just loved seeing all the triggering happen. Oh, good morning, Blue Boy Life. So this whole thing with the blanket pardon that now they're all talking about. Since I put this out, that's all that's been being said. So I put this out, but then I put another tweet out. Mm, let's see. I, most people blocked me, all these sock accounts. Give me one second here. I'm going to go back. I got to scroll down. We're in real time here, people. I tweet a lot. Hold on. Give me one second. So it was that triggering post. Oh case anyone know who won, that's AP Unfiltered right there smoking one of my cigars. He's not in the chat this morning, maybe because it's Labor Day. But there he is, face to the name AP Unfiltered on Twitter. Go follow him. He's one of our moderators. <laughs> so, okay, here we go. These are pictures from a recent event that I attended, two of them, of the Patriot Freedom Project at Bedminster, where Donald Trump came. Didn't have to. He came and he <clears throat> he did more than just show up. Spend time with January 6th kids, signed hats for them, spent time with them go off in another room outside of the event, which these events at Bedminster, you know, it's like a wedding. It's the it's the three course meal, it's to this, it's that. It's you know, it's beautiful. And it's a lot of money. And I, I'm I'm gonna say it because I, I, no one's going to stop me, even if me, people may get upset. The, the first event at Bedminster, where it literally would have cost close to $300 a plate for anyone to pay the venue to have this event, Donald Trump wouldn't allow it. And Donald Trump gave everything for free so that the Patriot Freedom Project can raise more money and take that money that they would pay Bedminster, the venue and put that money towards things like January 6 defense legal fees with attorneys and all these attorneys by the way are scumbags cuz all they want is money no matter what their what what purpose they're serving they may be great attorneys but they're attorneys and they're very expensive they should all lower their fucking fees the support of January 6 families and in, in rent mortgage electric bills grocery bills doctor visits uh, people who didn't have medical insurance who need hundreds of dollars for doctor's visits, no problem, Patriot, Patriot Freedom Projects has their back. Um, and, and other things. Christmas for these January six kids who haven't had a real Christmas in years, and they're young. Look how young these kids are in the photos. As a matter of fact, that's what I'm going to start doing. If you're in the Rumble chat, and you decide you want to hit the dollar sign and do a rumble rant, whether it's a dollar, five dollars. And I, I'd mentioned this before. I'm not keeping any of that money that people are giving. You know, it's similar. It's like a YouTube super chat. If you're going to donate money during any show that I do from now until Thanksgiving, I'm going to take that money whether you're donating a dollar, $5, $10, $20 through the Rumble Rants. Um and I'm going to match it dollar for dollar. And that's going to go towards the gift card the Christmas gift card drive for January 6 families for the children. So that we're, we we're making sure that they are having a great Christmas. When I say gift cards, it's the easiest thing, like for Amazon and things like that, so the families can buy the kids what they want for Christmas and and and, and other things. So that's what I'm going to be doing. So any money from from today on that's given through the Rumble chat, which at the bottom of the uh, of the group chat. Is a dollar sign. If you hit the dollar sign and you leave a rumble rant, and again, I don't care if it's a dollar, whatever it is. There you go. Laura Ann just gave, Laura, it's unbelievable. She just gave $10. So I'm going to match that $10. Blue Boy Life the other day, I believe, gave $5. And I'll go back in and look because I I can keep track. And whatever money comes in, I'm going to match it. And... Right around Thanksgiving, I'm going to see what's there. I'm going to send it off to Cynthia Hughes for the Patriot Freedom Project so that they can get gift cards. Or she'll probably make me get the gift cards and send them to her. <laughs> I love Cynthia. She's great. Um, she's like, uh, she reminds me of my mom. I don't know if, Cynthia, if you're listening, or you are going to listen later? It, it, it's funny you actually do. So, but no, I, I appreciate that, Laura Ann, and the Patriot Freedom Project will appreciate that as well because it is all, and I'll late, you know, and Thanksgiving, I will, and I'm going to keep mentioning it every show. Uh, I'm, again, I'm not trying to shake you all down. I'm not keeping this money. This money isn't for me. It's all going 100%, plus my matching is going towards gift cards. That's what I want to do, and I think that's the best thing we can do to help these kids have a great Christmas. So this tweet, again, was another triggering factor yesterday morning. When I put this up with, with Donald Trump, and I was there in person with these kids, and I said, I see with my own eyes in real time how much President Trump cares about the January 6th defendants and families. I witnessed time and time again firsthand the support he has given, both moral and financial. The January 6ers and their families know too. And I got attacked. I got attacked bigly for both these posts—the John Cardillo post and this one—by all of these Desantis morons. None really from liberals. All Desantis morons, so-called Republicans, conservatives—they're all pieces of shit. I think they're worse than liberals now. So this prompted all this whole argument about Donald Trump has done nothing for January Sixers but let them rot in prison and he should have blanket pardoned them and all of this stuff. And it got me thinking a lot about the blanket pardon. And, and I've had this conversation with Cynthia Hughes from Patriot Freedom Project and other people about this whole blanket pardon thing. First of all, <laughs> The whole blanket pardon, I think, could have been a real problem and blown up in everybody's face, all right, and I really want I really want if you have an opinion on it, share it with me, even if you don't agree with me and that's this is what this is all about uh oh I, there's someone new in the chat, and I saw you it's me how' many anyway, I feel like an idiot i don't want, I don't know how to pronounce this. It's me again. It's me again, Sai. Okay. Well, welcome to the chat. I thought I saw somewhere you found us, me on X or, you, or Twitter. You found us somewhere. But I it's awesome you're here and that you're in the chat. I appreciate it. Welcome. Make sure you hit the follow. Please hit the thumbs up. Band mom, thank you for the five bucks. Appreciate it. That's going towards the Patriot Freedom Project uh, Christmas gift card drive. Greatly appreciate it. So that's 15 bucks. That means it's 30 Plus, the other five the other day, there might have been some other ones. Again, I'll look. So that's good. Okay. The whole blanket pardon, I think, could blow up in everybody's face. First of all, the first people arrested were, oh, I don't remember. I think, well, there were, there were, I think, six people arrested at the Capitol that day, but the other people started getting arrested, like, I think towards the 18th of the month or the 13th of the month. Donald Trump was impeached by the House for incitement of an insurrection on January 13th, 2020. He was put on trial in the Senate after he left office where he had no pardon powers, where they, they you know were, were putting on trial a private citizen at that point and was acquitted. But here's the thing. There's this whole debate on whether his pardons could have been overturned or fought In the Supreme Court or federal court, because he was impeached for incitement of an insurrection by the House of Representatives on January 13th, 2020. Exactly. Who would have dreamed that January 6th would be treated so harshly? Nobody thought so back then. Nobody thought... They were going to be hunting down January Sixers like the Germans were hunting Jews in Poland and France. No, Nobody thought that. And they're still doing it to this day, and they're not going to stop. They still have over 1,000 people that they're looking for that they want to lock up as of today to further the message of you're going to do what you're told and you're not going to question your government. It's not They're still doing it. This whole blanket party, a blanket party, this... <laughs> I know some people that need blanket parties. This whole blanket pardon nonsense is exactly what it is. So, again, for, all right, so for argument's sake, here's why. And I, and I put this tweet out too, which, you know, some people agreed with. So I, I put this out, and I think it's valid. I think it's a valid argument that should be spoken about or should be addressed when Somebody says, he could have blanket pardoned everybody. Instead, he abandoned them and let them rot in prison. And that's not true. So for argument's sake, let's say Donald Trump blanket pardoned every January 6th attendee prior to leaving office, which is something very hard to do. Again, impeach for inciting insurrection, not knowing any information, not realizing that they were going to go be hunting all hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. Oh, I'm gonna get into DeSantis, absolutely. And I did a whole show on that wicked jester uh, and so did Laura Loomer, did a great video on it. And we know that Trump was ignorantly impeached by Congress on January 13th, 2021 for inciting an insurrection by the House with a trial in the Senate that took place after he left office. Could legal challenges prevent the pardons validity because Trump was impeached and awaiting trial? Because there is an article in there that says something about the power of pardons and then exception of impeachment, and that could be debated. What if the president is impeached? Or does that mean if a member of Congress or a member of Senate or a member of the candidate gets impeached, that the president at the time does not have the authority to pardon that individual? Or does it also carry weight with, if the president himself is impeached, does he still have pardon power or could that be... uh, challenged in court. So could there be legal challenges that prevent the pardons validity of these people? If there was a blanket pardon, if the pardons went through for potential federal for potential federal crimes that were, um, were supposedly committed that day, what would, what would prevent individual States from charging January 6 6ers with conspiracy or any other crimes they deem took place before January 6ers left that jurisdiction and traveled to DC. States, individual states, could make the case that the insurrection planning, air quotes, took place within their jurisdiction and prosecute accordingly. So now you're talking about states' law, because if that occurred, no president whether it was Donald Trump back in 2024 or somebody else, unfortunately, if Meatball was in there, which is not gonna happen, he he wouldn't do it anyway. No president can pardon those people for state-charged crimes. Could those state-charged crimes have bigger, be bigger problems for January Sixers and their families? Some of these states are ridiculous with the way they charge and prosecute crimes. You would hope that red state governors would immediately grant pardons if that would happen on a state level, but how can we be sure? We can't, and we're in this situation now. So that's why I say a blanket pardon, in my opinion, would be worst case scenario early on because of the lack of information and the potential, again, for states to charge January 6ers with conspiracy crimes anyway and any other crimes they possibly could within their jurisdiction before they traveled. And then they would be at peril for possibly very harsh state sentences and incarceration, which a president could do nothing about. Norm Pattis is talking about a petition to commute the January 6th census. Norm Pattis is a great attorney. They really tried to screw him with the Alex Jones case. He is a great attorney. and he, and it's interesting because he's not like he's not a Trump fan at all. That's fine, but he is he, he's on the level. Norm Pattis, I I I do I do like him. Um, we don't agree on everything, but he he does he does do the work. And Ron DeSantis is not going to pardon anybody. He has no intention to. And he 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 allowed the Capitol Police to come and set up. I don't think he could have done much to stop it. And and this is the thing. Who is standing up in defense of January 6 defendants and families? Because I know Donald Trump is. And when I say I know that because I've heard it from his mouth. You know, I've spent time with the man and I've heard him say it to us where he has every intention of going case by case. Blanket pardons are out of the question and they should be because, listen, whether January 6 happened, you know, you, not every January 6 defendant d- d- uh, deserves a pardon. I'm sorry, they don't. There are people that went there, whether they became emotionally charged, they caused harm to some people, they hurt some people, they uh, were involved in some destruction, not a majority of them by any means. But those people deserve to be held accountable for what they did. And, you know, on the flip side, of course, Michael Burr, the, uh, the Capitol Police officer that murdered Ashley Babbitt, well, he just got promoted. He got a gold medal and promoted for killing somebody, so. There are so many moving parts here with this January 6th, and for someone to just blindly say, blanket pardon, Donald Trump didn't do it, he abandoned everybody, he left them the rotten jail, and these people have gotten into some of these, in in some of the heads of these January 6th defendants sitting in jail today, who were like, "Ah, Donald Trump made me do it, Ah." like Donald Trump didn't call your house or put out an email and say, hey, everybody show up and riot in front of the Capitol and break windows and invade the place. That didn't happen. We know that. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of controversy within the January 6th community. And it all comes down to money and grifting because there are organizations like the Patriot Freedom Project that actually take care of kids and take care of legal defenses. And there are people pissed off at organizations like that because they're not getting any help. Well, when you have a single guy with no family in jail no family to support. It's just him, and he's begging for money. Granted, he has every right to, but then gets mad and pissed off and bitter because an organization like the Patriot Freedom Project is choosing to put their money towards a family that is affected because a husband and w- or wife is incarcerated and losing that second income and has a gaggle of kids. Yeah, me as that person would say, oh, no, give them the money. I get it. I'd like some help, but give them the money. Not scream from your cell saying that the Patriot Freedom Project or other organizations are a scam because they're not helping me. No, no one will get a fair trial because here's the other thing. And this is, this now brings me to my real point. Members of Congress, members of Senate, other elected politicians. Who's saying anything about January 6th defendants and their families? I'm tired of them all. Where are all the tapes? Why aren't they released? Why aren't they accessed to every January 6th defendant, family member, attorney, media outlet? Yeah, well, McCarthy is a cuck. And he just put this out. They just put this out on the 3rd of this week. Which is complete bullshit, by the way. Kevin McCarthy changes position. Will allow media defendants limited access to 44,000 hours of footage from January 6th protests. Right away, you're a piece of shit. Limited access. Why? Why limited access? Okay? And then it goes on. It goes on to talk about how Chris Ray and the FBI are still hunting down Trump supporters who stood outside the Capitol that day, most of which didn't even enter at this point. Many of these prisoners had their homes raided by the FBI, lost their businesses and livelihoods, separated from their friends and families, had their reputations ruined by entrenched politicians on both sides of the aisle, the fucking Uniparty, both of them, they're, both, they're all scumbags, and doesn't still sit in prison without a trial over two years later and several have been convicted and sent to prison for walking into an open door at the United States Capitol and leaving minutes later when asked. Kevin McCarthy is going to give limited access. So what they're going to do is... Well, let me get to it. So the Gateway Pundit wrote this whole thing about the article, about the access to the tapes, and... Apparently, when they get it, whatever limited access they can get, they're going to make the footage available when they can to the American public, especially to the defendants and their families who've been blocked from receiving pertinent information that has been withheld from defendants to wage a defense. So now, here's, here's the kicker. News outlets and January 6th defendants are among those who will be able to view footage of the 2021 Capitol attack, according to a new policy released Friday by the House Administration Committee. The policy will allow qualified individuals, so you have to qualify. I'm curious what the qualifications will be in order to access, limited access the the tapes and the footage. The policy will allow qualified individuals to view footage using terminals overseen by the committee which became the steward of January 6th related materials in the 118th Congress, according to Republican House rules. Starting this month, members of the media, personnel from select nonprofit organizations, select, those charged with crimes related to the January 6th 21 attack on the Capitol and people injured on that day will be able to request access Recording of materials will be prohibited and access will be subject to time restrictions, according to a statement from Representative Barry Loudermilk, the Republican out of Georgia, whose oversight subcommittee is spearheading the effort. Maybe they should spearhead it a little harder, assholes. House Republicans are House Republicans are continuing to deliver on our promise to bring transparency and accountability to the people's house by increasing access to security footage of the US Capitol from January 5th and 6th 2021 Laura Milk said. The announcement stands in stark contrast to the previous Democrat leadership who blocked access to the footage. Well, you want to know something? It is all a fucking joke because you're you're not increasing and you're not bringing transparency and accountability. You really want to bring transparency. Transparency and accountability, you really want to make a fucking move, House Republicans, then you set up a website for public access and you put every minute, every second of those 44,000 hours of January 6 footage available online to anyone and everyone. That's how you show how transparent you are. And that's how you show bringing accountability. And no matter what is on that video in the people's house, the people get to see and view and use. They're saying, now I'm hearing, it could be, the time constraint could be three hours. Now imagine this, you're a January 6th defendant that lives in Washington state or a family member, whatever it is, somebody's charging your family, you have some sort of tie with January 6th, and you need, you want to see video, 44,000 hours of video footage of maybe your loved one or yourself to help with a defense or anything else. And you have to now spend hundreds, if not thousands of dollars to travel from Washington State, California, New Mexico, Arizona, Texas, Florida, wherever, To D.C., hotel, rent-a-car, flights, all of this shit, to sit down in a terminal for three hours in the hopes you can find something that's benefiting your case out of 44,000 hours of tape. How is that? It's bullshit. It's such bullshit, the limited access. Why even bother? It's a waste of time. And again, it is, it is. It's furthering defendants being denied access. But here's the thing, too. And I'm done. I'm done with all of these people until proven I'm so done. And it goes for all of them. Marjorie Taylor Green sat on the Capitol, stood on the Capitol steps. With Cynthia Hughes and the Patriot Freedom Project once, maybe twice. Ra, rah, rah, Look at me. Her and Matt Gates tried to go. Marjorie Taylor Greene and Matt Gates tried to get into the prison two, three times. They were denied. Never happened again. They're not talking about it. They both have stupid podcasts that they do as members of Congress. How often do they talk about January 6th, their families and defendants on their podcasts? Matt Gates, Marjorie Taylor Greene. How often are you seeing? House Republicans band together and sit on the Capitol steps with billboards talking about sentence enhancements that they're using on every January 6th defendant. That's adding time for them. That's causing January 6th defendants to kill themselves, to run from the law from sentencing because they've been withheld. Uh, They had cancer treatment withheld from them for 240 days. I'm talking about Chris Worrell out of Florida who's still missing who was given the sentence enhancement a week before. He was supposed to get 10 years. Now they want to give him 14. Marjorie Taylor Greene is a piece of shit. Can't stand her. Lauren Boebert, piece of shit. Can't stand her. Pretty sure she's done in Colorado anyway. Matt Gaetz, got a big mouth on him, but what is he doing with it? Jim Jordan, big mouth on him. What is he doing with it? It's all bullshit. And all they want to do is have hearings about Hunter Biden and Joe Biden and these 5,000 emails under fake names that they will never prove Joe Biden sent under a fake name. This is what we're doing. We have people rotting in prison. And then you have the DeSantis assholes talking about blanket pardons, which make no sense. It's not even it's not even a viable argument. They're all disappointments for me at this point. All of them are disappointments for me. Because here's the thing. Congress is not, and Jerry Perna put the tweet out. I spoke about it the other day. Friday morning, I spoke about it. The sentence enhancement. They're hitting every single conviction and sentencing with the sentencing enhancement. So if prosecution is looking for those 10 years, they're then then throwing the terrorism enhancement on it to try to add more time. And it's going to happen to every single January 6th defendant that's convicted and sentenced from here on out. And Congress is not talking about it. Congress is not asking why. Why isn't Matt Gates, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Jim Jordan, the Freedom Caucus, this one, that one, any of them, all of them, all of them, why aren't they bombarding the DOJ with inquiries and letters and calls and emails and showing up? What, what are they doing to these people? It's it's insanity. And Ron Ron DeSantis has done nothing. And then that was the other argument. People were trying to spin the narrative saying that I'm a moron, thinking I'm here saying that Ron DeSantis can pardon people for January 6th. No, you retards. No, no, one even said that in in a tweet. No, we know that that can't happen. But what did he do for his constituents in Florida that was suffering in jail? One of them getting cancer- Uh, Treatment withheld. Why hasn't Ron DeSantis' office reached out to Merrick Garland, the DOJ? Why isn't Ron DeSantis using his massive platform at the time as America's governor before he was running for president, advocating for January 6th defendants and families? No, on the contrary. He was happy this was going on. He was happy the Capitol Police were arresting people. He was allowing the Capitol Police to hunt people and he wasn't helping them or advocating for them. He was ignoring the phone calls of family members of January 6th defendants. That's what he was doing. Ron DeSantis will never, if he became president, will never pardon anybody. Donald Trump said in front of me, he wants to go through them case by case, almost form it like a like a like a January sixth task force with some some people in the know, who I know, to go through case by case, commuted sentence. full pardon, whatever it might be. That's what needs to happen. I don't, I am, I am completely against a blanket pardon. I am. And here's another thing that the Republicans could have balls to do. One, motion to vacate Kevin McCarthy and get him the hell out of the speaker's seat. Because his whole limited access of the January 6th tapes Everything that he's not doing, he wants to have an inquiry vote, an impeachment inquiry vote on the House floor, which is another nonsense thing. How about this? Well, first of all, they didn't have a House floor vote for an impeachment inquiry for Donald Trump. They just impeached him blindly twice. The Democrats, but the Republicans, we're going to have an inquiry vote about how about how about forget about impeaching Joe Biden because it's useless anyway. How about focusing on Merrick Garland, who's been allowed to and has encouraged the weaponization, who weaponized the DOJ going after January sixth defendants, their families, school teachers, anybody and everybody. Why aren't we going after Merrick Garland? Why aren't we going after Alejandro Mayorkas? Why are we wasting our time? Why are we wasting our time? going after Joe Biden for something they're never going to be able to prove. And if they do prove it, nothing is going to happen. Joe Biden's not in charge. Yeah, Republicans could do anything and it'd be more impressive than what they've done so far. Absolutely right. But here, one other thing. Why aren't the Republicans just shutting down the government? They're They're coming back in session, I guess tomorrow, this week. What big thing are they going to do? You know, they have all this money that Biden wants, and whether it's Ukraine or new vaccines and all this shit, they're talking about mask mandates and everything else. Republicans should walk in there on day one and say, this is what we want. This is what we're not voting for because of this. Or we're shutting it down. You will get no vote. They can do that for almost anything. Why aren't they doing that in reference to January 6th? Why aren't members of Congress saying we want every minute of every second of January 6th footage taped released? And this is Republicans and Kevin McCarthy, or we're not voting on anything or we're gonna shut the government down. They could literally make Kevin McCarthy walk in the House chamber in a dress, or we're gonna shut the government down. We're not gonna vote. Shut the government down. Shut the government down until after the new year. Shut it down until these people have the balls to do something that's right. Going after Merrick Garland, going after Christopher Ray, going after Alejandro Mayorkas, going after anybody and everyone who has been tyrannical and to, to to the American people. We we need this to happen, or it's done. Oh, Hannity's a piece of shit. Boomer sweats. Machiavelli meme sent me a clip the other day. Um, it was myself and some of the uh, the memers from the Dilly team were at Bedminster. On uh, when he was, when Trump was giving his um, uh, remarks after getting indicted, it was the day before his birthday. And I guess they were, they were taking live shots. And he's like, Oh, look, we're, we're on Hannity. I won't even play it because I'm so not proud to be on Boomer Sweats Hannity. I hate that guy. Yeah, And, and I'm not a big fan of, of Massey or, 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 Ch- or Chip Soy, but I want the government shut down. I want it shut down. Yes, please. Hit the thumbs up button. Oh, AP, unfiltered, you got here a little late. Laura Ann is now in a moderator too. Laura Ann is a moderator. She comes on the evening shows a lot. So I figured, hey, let's have two moderators. And again, if you have not heard and a couple of people gave some money, if you hit the uh, the rumble rant and give any amount of money. I'm going to match it now until Thanksgiving. And that money is going to go towards the January 6th, the Patriot Freedom Project gift card um, Christmas drive for January 6th children. So they can have a decent Christmas. Um, I'm, I'm going to be doing that. So but yeah. And yeah, Bannon is calling to shut the government down and listen, I'm not a big fan of Steve Bannon, but um, I agree. I think we should shut it down. I, I have friends who are government employees. Who know that they would not get paid? That are saying shut it down. They're back in session this week. What's next? What are they going to do? Release the January six tapes and really start hammering the DOJ on the sentence enhancement, on a still hunting January six defendants. When are they going to start sending subpoenas? to federal judges who are handling January 6 cases who have sentenced people or even prosecutors, because they can do that. I found out that they can do that. Lou Gohmert out of Texas, former congressman, was the only member of Congress, big Patriot Freedom Project supporter, the only member of Congress that questioned Merrick Garland about it. has anybody been charged with insurrection, still speaks out for the January 6 families and defendants. He's heavily involved. No other member of Congress are coming to these events. No other member of Congress is offering to for any type of help or, or, or just being a voice. They all have massive platforms. Marjorie Taylor Greene had a media company get in touch with me to, to advertise my cigar company on her stupid fucking podcast for $12,000 an episode. Uh, which, by the way, a member of Congress— Doing a podcast, that that material is supposed to be owned by the by Congress, like Matt Gates is, he can't monetize. And then when I called it out and I gave it to certain people and the story got out there, all of a sudden the media company called me. It's the same media company that that um uh, represents Jesse Kelly, Liz Wheeler, and a bunch of these other grifters that oh, we're not selling media now for Marjorie Taylor Green. And they sent me all of her social media analytics, millions and millions and millions of impressions, millions and millions and millions of followers. But she's not standing on the Capitol steps with billboards of people who have committed suicide and, and in reference to January 6th or sentence enhancements and calling out the DOJ and using her voice, which carries a lot of weight in public, unfortunately. Matt Gates isn't doing it. Pinchy face Lauren Boebert isn't doing it. Jim Jordan isn't doing it. Imagine if every day of every week or every, or, or one day of every week, you had 30, 40, 50 members of Congress standing on the Capitol steps with billboards about January 6th, calling out people and energizing people. But no, why? What are they afraid of? Are they afraid of getting their house raided of, of inciting something? They're, All pieces of shit. Every single person with an R in their name, if they're not speaking out against the DOJ, publicly united against anything that's... The the persecution that's happening with these January 6th families, they're useless. And they're not doing anything for us. And all that's happening is... The Ron DeSantis people just, oh, another thing. And I, listen, if you have an anonymous account, I get it, especially if you're like a memer or something like that. But if you want, you have all these DeSantis accounts popping up. They have three, 400 followers. They all have fake names, fake pictures. And like uh, yesterday was an all out attack on me because I tweeted about the January six families. And I called out John Cardildo. and they activated, like they sent an email out. They literally, I think the campaign sent an email out saying we have to counter this. And they all came at me and it was great to see. It was great to see. And most of them, they're all fake accounts paid for by the, by the uh, DeSantis camp or the, or, or a pack that's, Uh, supporting Ron DeSantis, it's all ridiculous. It's unbelievable. But really quick, just about Ron DeSantis, let's go to a flashback here. This is December 13th, 2022. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis cheered on federal January 6th probe and encouraged pro-Trump patriots to be thrown behind bars. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is being triumphed by the Republican establishment as the acceptable alternative to President Donald Trump for 2024 presidential election. Although he has a solid record in Florida, for the most part, DeSantis has many red flags that make it clear why the entrenched GOP elites are pushing him over Trump. DeSantis' comments following the January 6, 2021 election protests in the U.S. Capitol are particularly ab- abhorrent. He refused to stand with the patriotic protesters that day and actually applauded as the unconstitutional, overreaching federal probe destroyed their rights and their lives. And I, here's a quote. From, Ron, from Meatball Ron, I actually am glad to see some of these people being arrested from the DC thing, the, the DC thing, because I think the prosecutions will really make a difference, he said shortly after the January 6th protest. I think it was a really unfortunate thing. Even more shamefully, DeSantis defended the Capitol Police thugs who acted as Nancy Pelosi's personal Gestapo. He also allowed Capitol Police to come into Florida and set up an illegal spying operation on Patriots in his state without doing anything to stop them, without questioning the DOJ or the Capitol Police. Why are they here doing this in my state? Another quote, I can tell you those Capitol Police on the ground, that was a very difficult situation, DeSantis said, and they could have done it in a way that you would have had huge number of people die as a result of that. That do not even make sense. I think those guys, the Capitol Police, deserve a lot of credit in a situation like that. To be able to steer a huge mob of people away from doing a lot of other people harm. So good on them, he added. In other words, he was saying that everybody there was looking to do harm. DeSantis made those comments after it was already known that Capitol Police murdered Air Force veteran Ashley Babbitt in cold blood. Matter of fact, Ron DeSantis said nothing about Ashley Babbitt getting murdered. And that piece of shit just got promoted, by the way, from lieutenant to captain, the one that killed her through two closed doors an unarmed Air Force veteran woman, and this coward shot her dead pretty much in the face. So he said nothing about Ashley Babbitt. On the contrary, his deputy press secretary, and I forget his name, it's not important, but it's out there. Laura Loomer has the receipts. He put on Twitter that Ashley Babbitt fucked around and found out. And that person is still employed by DeSantis and getting paid with Floridian taxpayer money as deputy press secretary for Ron DeSantis. That is a fact. And he applauded and celebrated Ashley Babbitt's murder. And they beat Boylan to death. Yes. So that's all okay, though. That's all okay. Okay. All they're doing is politicizing the January 6th bullshit now. where the, If somebody kills themselves, they're going to blame Donald Trump. And in reality, all these suicides, everything that's happening right now, the blood is on Merrick Garland's hands. It's on Joe Biden's hands. It's on the entire Biden regime's hands. And what are these members of Congress doing anything about it? Marjorie Taylor Greene put out a post about this kid in Utah that died. Oh, well, we're going to tweet something out. Most of them don't even operate their own Twitter. We're going to tweet something out. It's, listen, everyone needs to be held accountable in Congress. Phone calls, emails, visits to district offices. What are you doing in reference to the January 6th defendants and families? Why aren't you using your massive platforms to spread awareness on how bad that they are being treated, that they're being treated, and how unfairly they're being sentenced under enhancements that no one is talking about? It's like a loophole. Hey, we can screw these people even more. Because what, are they, what is their attitude the next eight year and a half? Is arrest as many as possible, destroy as many lives as possible, and push the narrative that Donald Trump could have done something about it and didn't. They're attacking on all fronts, people. They want to put Donald Trump in jail. They want to kill Donald Trump. They want to put more January six people in jail. They want to kill them. Because they hate you. The uniparty hates you. And they're all in on it. And I'm so done with them all. I think Democrats are trying to provoke a violent reaction. And I think some Republicans are trying to uh, to promote a violent reaction. Because there are uniparty Republicans, establishment Republicans there, that want to see a violent reaction so they can point and say, See? That's not the Republican Party. Those are those domestic terrorists, red hat wearing... Terrorists, Trump supporters that are doing that. The establishment Republican Party has, they see us MAGA hat wearing Republicans as that annoying mosquito that they can't get away from them that keeps biting at them until they could finally kill us. That's how the establishment GOP sees us. That's obviously how the Democrats see us in the house chamber is that bar fly that keeps flying around that they just can't kill yet, but they're trying. They're trying intimidate everyone into doing nothing. Well, to that I say, fuck them. We need to do more intimidation on our members of Congress, figuratively on the phone emails, showing up at district offices. What are you doing for these January six families? All we're asking is for you to get on your massive platforms and advocate with us in the unfair treatment. You did it once, great, you did it for optics. Do it again and let's get the awareness out. Call these people out, question the DOJ, flood the DOJ as members of Congress with inquiries, War each case, flood the judges, flood everybody. There's nothing legally that, 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 that can be done from a member of Congress, but they're, they're there to represent we the people, and we're asking them to represent we the people. And why are they allowing just sitting back and watching this persecution of people? The crime, the time is not fitting the crime, and in most cases, there was no crime. It's all crazy. It's all crazy. I, I, I don't know. Nobody's standing in defense with January 6th defendants. Nobody. Congress is supposed to work for the U.S. The second they stopped, is the same as going off the gold standard. Only leads to shit. Nothing makes sense anymore, people. What's going on in the chat? I know it's 9 o'clock, but you know, it's Labor Day. I don't really have anything going on. Uh, yeah, they don't care about thousands of lives, lives burned to a crisp in Mau- Maui, they don't care about anything else. Yeah, it's a whole other weird story, a whole other weird dynamic. There was something else I saw. Again, it was it was kind of a slow news weekend, and you know it's being Labor Day. Uh, hold on. There was something I thought I had up here. Give me one second. Anybody do anything good this weekend? I didn't do anything. My wife and daughter went to a, a wedding that I, I couldn't go to. I have a, my dog, my German Shepherd, great dog. The best, the best watchdog ever. He's trained really well. Unfortunately, he just doesn't like a lot of people. And, and literally, he doesn't like a lot of people. I can't really have anybody at my house, with the exception of my mother and my nephew. And they're the ones that can watch my dog. Well, it was my nephew's wedding. That I couldn't go to. So that knocks him out. And unfortunately, my mother has had like some back issues, like cortisone shots and stuff. And she just wasn't feeling up to watching them. So I had to stay home. They're actually going to be home today. But I couldn't, uh, I couldn't attend the wedding because of I call my special needs dog. And there's nothing wrong with him. He just hates everybody. Like it's, it's weird. He's the biggest cuddle monster ever. The best protector. He's a rescue and he has his, he has his personality. It is what it is. But you know, that was my Labor Day I was hanging out with my dog, which was pretty cool. But listen, there's a lot going on, people, and we all have to stay engaged. We have to stay alert, uh, meaning just of, of, of what's happening. There's a lot of stuff that's going to be happening with these uh, Trump cases. Actually, this was this was the I just saw it now. Hold on. What do we got? fixing up to fire the smoker see i was gonna do that but it was just me i got the i got the big green egg cigars and cookout later i love it i love it i love it i'm pretty much i'm pretty much solo today Is there, unless unless somebody gives me a call I, I'm i'm probably just gonna hang out in the yard and smoke some cigars too and just enjoy i have the whole day to myself that never happens making some food going on a long run Watching movies as loud as possible with surround sound. Now, Laura Ann, that sounds pretty awesome. I like it. I do like it. Let's see what else is going on. I appreciate you all being here on Labor Day. You know, I'm like, oh, I'm going to do a show on Labor Day. Nobody's going to be here. But look at you. You're all here. You all got no lives like me. I love it. No, I'm only kidding. All right, really quick. We'll do this and we'll get out of here. Explosive revelation. I haven't even read this article. So I'm going into this one blind. It's a gateway pundit. I saw it a couple other places. Fanny Phony Willis linked to massive election fraud and money laundering Rico Enterprise. Hmm. Oh, you're painting a fence later. That does not sound fun. I was weeding my yard later and I hated myself. It was horrible. In a shocking turn of events, a bombshell investigation has uncovered, jaw-dropping, I love when they say that, jaw-dropping connections between Fannie Willis and a sprawling web of election fraud and money laundering activities. Fannie Willis's involvement will sure. Be sure to send shockwaves through the political landscape. The investigation, which spans across multiple states and multiple jurisdictions, has revealed a complex network of illicit operations aimed at undermining the very foundation of our constitutional republic and the rule of law. Sources close to the matter suggest that Willis was a massive beneficiary in the federal and Georgia RICO enterprises. It appears that she is currently playing a key role in orchestrating a systematic scheme to manipulate election outcomes, Casting doubt on the integrity of the entire electoral process. The in- integrity of the entire electoral process is shit right now. So, In the lead up to the 2022 midterm elections, my team uncovered a massive money laundering network of campaign finance contributions being made via Act Blue. <laughs> One of the top beneficiaries of this money laundering RICO enterprise was none other than Georgia Senator Raphael, Raphael Warnock. Oh, he's a scam artist to begin with. The Gateway Pundit was the first news organization to cover the massive money laundering network that financed Raphael Warnock the campaign. As our investigation progressed, we expanded our efforts into other states such as Missouri, Maryland, Wisconsin, Arizona, and then into every single state. Working with the Epoch Times investigative journalist Stephen Kovac, we made a stunning find. Many of the top Act Blue contributors never made the individual contributions. Many of these not employed individual contributors were the victims of a highly sophisticated money laundering scheme. Listen, James O'Keefe just did something on this in, I think, Maryland about Act Blue and people saying that they didn't donate and they were donating. There were donations made to Act Blue in their name. I believe it was Act Blue. So they were like oh there's a ten thousand dollar donation in your hand in your name and the woman's like ten thousand dollars i can't even afford to donate 50 so james o'keefe did that i don't remember if it was under his uh project veritas when it was still around or if it was his omg media group i might have been project veritas the scheme was further exposed when i provided the (laughs) day there's the next line there we go okay (laughs) The scheme was further exposed when I provided the data to James O'Keefe and his people at O'Keefe Media Group who captured many unwitting money laundering smurfs in Maryland. I just answered my own question. Literally, I didn't read this article, people. I'm just reading it with you now. So, This massive ongoing money laundering operation involves wire fraud, evasive evasion of campaign finance limits, structuring of financial transactions, tax fraud, nonprofit fraud, identity theft, and elder abuse. But Warnock is a preacher man of God. Yeah. Yeah, You got to watch out for some of them. The RICO operation is still in operation today using the identities of unwitting elderly and other Democrat voters like, you know, voting too, not just, not just donations. This massive RICO money laundering enterprise is the fuel for the entire election fraud RICO operation. It goes into buying a district attorney The criminal money laundering enterprise operates at the federal, state, and local levels. The first local elected official identified as part of the ongoing money laundering operation was Alvin Bragg. Alvin Bragg received, uh, he's the Manhattan DA, by the way. Alvin Bragg received massive numbers of campaign finance contributions from the network of individuals who had been identified as Smurfs. Remember the Smurfs and Gargamel? So you have all these. People, they call them smurfs. <laughs> the investigation into Alvin Bragg also helped to uncover the use of prepaid credit and debit cards in the structuring of the campaign finance contributions and the payment of ballot harvesting mules. Yeah, why do you need prepaid credit and debit cards? What are you, what are you trying to untrade, you know, keep them untraceable? Does anyone find it interesting that Alvin Bragg charged Donald J. Trump criminally with a campaign finance violation while benefiting from a money laundering Rico enterprise? This could get interesting. Where will this story go? Who will end up dead? Has Alvin Bragg refunded all the illegal campaign finance contributions made to his campaign yet? Buying the justice you want. This systematic funneling of illicit campaign finance fund was also identified in the Wisconsin Supreme Court race of Janet Prostasiewicz. The, the Janet for Justice campaign took in massive amounts of money from individual contributors, who were also identified as part of the nationwide Act Blue money laundering Rico enterprise. How much does it take to buy a seat on the Wisconsin Supreme Court in 2023? Over $23.3 million was raised, mostly from leftist PACs funding largely through Soros linked organizations and the ACT Blue money laundering enterprise. The nationwide ACT Blue money mules and smurfs made massive numbers of individual contributions to the PACs that largely finance the Janet for Justice campaign. She just got sworn in. I believe it's the one. It's a 10-year term. She's very pro-abortion. She's like, yeah, kill him up until college. Go ahead. Here's a knife. Slit their throat. Should the people of Wisconsin be considered about the purchase of a Wisconsin Supreme Court? See it via a massive nationwide money laundering scheme using the stolen identities of the elderly. Well, I would say anybody should be concerned. How many other judges and courts have been compromised nationwide at a federal, state, and local levels? And this is something the DOJ will probably never look into. They say, follow the money, so we did. The information on Fannie Willis' campaign contributions was obtained directly from the state of Georgia campaign finance finance database here. And there's all these documents I'm not going to get into, but... They said the first item identified in the Fannie Willis campaign finance report was that there were 222 contributions to her campaign that had zero donor information. I believe that's against the law, that you have to have donor information for the donor. Employment, some other demographics, I believe. Yeah, they want the the, the government to pay for abortions now. Kill all the babies. <laughs> Mueller looks like Gargamel. <laughs> all of these names. 222 blank data, no information reported. And then you have all of these names with the average times they contributed. Another point of interest was that many of the campaign contributions to the Fannie Willis campaign were from out of state contributors. Well, that they had said that. Many of these out-of-state contributors fit the profile of the Act Blue money laundering scheme victims and participants that we had identified in every single state across America. The out-of-state Smurfs raise significant suspicions. Why would elderly people who do not contribute in their own local elections be interested in making campaign contributions to a little-known Georgia district attorney beginning in 2022? That is a very good question. If they're not donating to school board, mayor, governor, city councils, town council, dog catcher, whatever it is, why would all of a sudden they say, you know what? I want to donate to to Fannie Phoney Willis in Georgia. I don't know, just why I live in Maryland. Eh, let's give her a hundred bucks, 40 times. Upon further investigation, a pattern seemed to emerge yet again. When contacted about making campaign contributions to Fannie Willis, one of the elderly people on the list stated that she had never made a single campaign finance contribution to her campaign. She assured me that she had not made multiple campaign contributions. Another interesting pattern raised significant questions. Why had this particular campaign contributor been using addresses in multiple states to make campaign contributions? Upon further investigation, this Fannie Willis campaign contributor was registered to vote in several states. Registered to vote in several states? You don't say. Another individual Fannie Willis campaign contributor who made a single campaign contribution was also identified as an individual contributor making campaign finance con- contributions using addresses in multiple states, including Florida, Wisconsin, Illinois, and New York, that's interesting. Coincidentally, this individual made identical contrib- contributions via Act Blue to the same PACs and campaigns. The same individual was also listed listed as a registered voter in multiple states, casting vote by mail ballots. As we investigate all of the individual contributors to the Fannie Willis campaign and examine their ongoing contributions via Act Blue, we see that all of these individuals are making contributions to the same PACs and candidates. This ongoing pattern of activity appears to have started in great scale in 2018 and has rapidly accelerated at the federal, state, and local levels. One of the out-of-state Fannie Willis campaign contributors, uh, contributors had made over 9,178 individual contributions just at the federal level since 2018. What does it cost to buy an Atlanta District Attorney race? Hmm, interesting. How is it that so many people from out of state that are not employed, are making so many campaign finance contributions to, again, a little-known district attorney in Atlanta, Georgia, beginning in 2022. There's a lot going on here. Listen, this article goes on and on and on. Uh, There's a lot to see here. I'm actually going to take this, and I'm going to put it in the chat if anyone wants to read it further. There it is. I didn't realize how long that, that, that article was. It's a long article. Every time I hear Fanny's name, I think of the meme song. I don't care if she's a vote rigger. Oh, my God. That is one of the best songs. I might have to find it quick and play it. I think they get to keep all the money they raise if they don't win. But they have to do certain things with it. They can't just spend it on cars and shit. Although I, a lot of them do. Um, yeah. It's... Um, wild. Hold on a second. Let me find something here. Ah, I found it. I found it. Of course I did. So, all right. It's, uh, oh, it's 9.15. It's Labor Day. I think I'm gonna let you all go. But first, because you guys brought it up and I think it's so great. Let's play it rigger again. Now why you say is she a vote
0: rigger? Fatty only make my lead bigger. Now, why you say she a boat rigger? But Fatty only make my lead bigger. Get down, girl, go ahead, get down. Get down, girl, go ahead, get down. Get down Get down, girl, go ahead, get down. Get down, get down girl, go ahead, get down. If the thought, always at the beauty salon with a baby be. Louis Vuitton on the hunt to, to She said, Talk to Waka Fock, I could really do harm. For a case, I got a lot, I could blow up your spot like I'll a bomb, be. but I'm looking for the one. Have you seen I'll her? Be. She went and put my whole team under subpoena. The Diva, Friday Felicia, four kids in charge of going to Donald Trump yeah, and other for bullshit. Invite Gucci made, and she's a pussy pain, She picked us all again. rap with no. She, she get up me. on TV, and you all know I'll her name. If you play playing Fulton me. County, then you better get paid. I'll you know why? Be. Because the D.A. corrupt. Yo, from what I heard, Fatty got a baby by Mondo. I'll and Loomis said she got a child house up. You condo. think she watched this? She don't care whatever said, yes, long as she popped though. Be now, why you say is she a boat rigger? But Fatty only make my lead bigger. Now, I say is she a boat rigger? But Fatty only make my lead bigger. Get down, girl. Get down, Get down. Get down girl, the down, get down. Get down. Get down, girl, go ahead, get down. Get down, girl, go ahead, get, get, get down. Thirteen counts, thirteen counts. She getting paid to pound Is that for thirteen counts? I know somebody paying top to charge whoever he says. Another here in the pot to handle all of his beers. You will see her at the Fort House, call her Fatty Willis. Charge another rapper because she know she out to get us. She even charged her president if you could pay the money. Election interference done, deal for the money. She walk around looking like Chapo with the money. She got a new week, got light pole. With the money, 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 (laughs) if you ain't no punk. Holla, we want D-Trump. We want D-Trump, yeah. Beat. It's something that you need to have, because when we get revenge, we going to kick some ass. 13 beat. counts, 13 counts. Got paid for beat. every count traded yes, to bank accounts. Now I say is she a vote rigger, I'm in but fatty <laughs> only make my lead bigger. You me, now I say is she a vote rigger, but that he only make my lead bigger. Get, get down, beat. girl. Go ahead, get down. Get, get down, girl. Go ahead, get down. Hair, get down, girl.
1: Ramble Rants, Mags, Phantom Shadow, all the boys, Machiavelli memes, C3P memes, The Meme Fellas. You can't beat these guys. You can't beat them. I had the pleasure of meeting. Most of the guys have made this video in person at Bedminster and uh, they're all great. The Dilly meme team. All right, everybody, it's labor day really quick. You know where we're at. You know where we're at. Mypatriotcigars.com. My company. Go get them, get them for your family, get them for your friends. If you don't smoke cigars, well, that's your problem. you can get some merch, help build the brand. I support a lot of great organizations with my company. Like, again, the Patriot Freedom Project. Sponsor a lot of things for first responder organizations, veteran organizations. You can buy a cigar for a deployed service member at a deep discount, and we will get that cigar to a deployed service member around the country or the world, and the world. MyPatriotCigars.com. And you can use promo code MAGA for $25. Percent off the entire site except for subscriptions for monthly subscriptions and gift cards but if you buy a gift card for somebody and you give it to them say hey use promo code MAGA they can use it for the purchase with that gift card but yeah the uh, mypatriotcigars.com promo code MAGA 25% off you're going to be seeing a lot of my patriot cigar uh, marketing ads coming soon especially if you watch the dilly show every day I think the middle of this month, I believe maybe starting the 14th, you're going to start seeing uh, Patriot cigar ads over on the Dilly show. I just became a sponsor of, of his show. I'm glad you're all here. Ah, oh, yes, the merch is very comfy. AP Unfiltered, that was a re- that's a really soft t-shirt, right? You, know, you, 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 can, you can say it. They, they are. They're probably the softest. These are the softest t-shirts you're ever going to put on your body. So go and get one. We have plenty. Actually, I think we, got, we have to order more. All right, everybody, listen. Have a great day. Have a great Labor Day. I hope you have all great barbecues and cookouts with your family and all that good stuff. And I am probably not going to be back tomorrow morning, only because I have to bring my daughter to school, I think. But if that's going to change and my wife is going to do it, then I might be back tomorrow morning. So you'll get the notification. Just take a look at but it. Might, I might be back Wednesday. Although actually, tomorrow's We the People Radio, 8:30 PM Eastern, with James Curry. So I'll be with that ugly bearded fella tomorrow night, at least if not tomorrow morning as well. So as always, maga hat stays on. Have a great day. Happy Memorial Day. Thanks for being here. Hit the thumbs up. See you later.